Hello, friends. Welcome back to another episode of the CDI podcast. My name is Shelby Fiegel, and I'm the director of the Center for Community and Economic Development and the Community Development Institute at the University of Central Arkansas. Today on this episode, I'm being joined by Robert Curry, Associate Vice President of Hospital Operations at Baptist Health Medical Center, Conway. During his tenure with Baptist Health, he has had various roles around process, financial, and quality improvement, including working with Baptist Health Physician Partners, which is a clinical integration network, working with the healthcare system and insurance payers to further create value-based and population health endeavors in the state of Arkansas. We're going to learn a little bit more about Robert in a second, but I just want to say thank you so much, Robert, for joining me today. Yeah, thank you for having me on. I've been looking forward to it. Yes, absolutely. And like I alluded to a moment ago, um, we are going to learn a little bit more about your background and how you got to where you are today. Um, So can you just share, how did you get in this position, Robert? What has been your journey? Yeah, so that's an interesting question. I'd say I'm a non-traditional healthcare professional. I actually uh, went to the University of Arkansas in Fayetteville and got an undergraduate degree degree in industrial engineering. And uh, one always knew that I wanted to do process improvement or Lean Six Sigma type work. And uh, I wanted to stay in central Arkansas after I graduated. And uh, Baptist Health had a position in a department that was dedicated to process improvement, uh, financial and clinical outcomes. So I joined Baptist Health uh, after pretty much right after college. and. Uh, started working in process improvement, got, you know, green belt, black belt, lean six sigma, and did various projects, uh, financial and clinical outcome. Uh, From there, I kind of moved around a little bit through Baptist Health. I joined decision support, which was more on the financial side and worked with that group on uh, uh, trying to help with the financial side of improvement with Baptist Health. And then I had a really good opportunity, like you said a minute ago, to work with Baptist Health Physician Partners. Uh, which is a clinical integration network where I got to work with uh, around a thousand physicians in the state of Arkansas to work with various payers like United Healthcare and Blue Cross Blue Shield and so on and so forth uh, to design uh, products and and discuss on how can we make the population healthier through you know uh, relationships with the hospital and the way they're health plans are structured and how can we encourage health and reduce you know healthcare expense and have better outcomes. So uh, after doing a tenure with that group, which I learned a lot uh, during that, I got the opportunity to be the assistant administrator here at our uh, new facility, Baptist Health Conway. And so I've been here for three and a half years now, uh, where I, you know, kind of number two uh, next to our administrator, uh, making sure things run smoothly and that, you know, everyone has a great experience, good outcomes and uh, things like that. Well, I am always fascinated to hear, this is really my favorite question, uh, because you just never know someone's background and to know that you were in industrial engineering and you ended up um, in healthcare. I mean, that, I mean, students that you see all the time ask, um, you know, what careers, you know, are open to me based on various degrees. And that just goes to show that sometimes you do not end up even in a career in STEM Um, in the exact place that you may have planned. So I find that so fascinating. Um, And I'll be very interested to hear uh, your opinions on some of the questions that I'm gonna ask uh, because you've been so focused on 
really those data points and how to move uh, Baptist forward and how to move, like you said, those health outcomes forward in our community. Um, so specifically focusing on Baptist, uh, what programs or activities um, does Baptist Health, um, as a medical provider in the state or specifically Conway, um, support in the community at large to kind of move the needle on some of those uh, points? Yeah, so that, it's a good question, and there's it's a multifaceted one. You know, of course, our main mission is that when people need healthcare services, that we're here uh, to help them. So, uh, emergency care, inpatient care, ambulatory setting with, uh, with visits to physicians and specialists. You know, that's kind of our primary. But of course, in addition to just providing help when people need it, uh, we also want to promote health and promote, you know, a better uh, living and things like that. So uh, we have a lot of different ways that we contribute to the community. Of course, uh, like I was just saying, just being in the community and offering our services is a big uh, part of it. But we even have a specific department called Community Outreach that has uh, a number of employees that specifically uh, wake up every day and they think about how do we engage the community and help us uh, run programs uh, to do that, for example, we've just uh, celebrated our 100-year anniversary as a healthcare system, and uh, they had a medical kind of RV type setup where they went out through. They wanted to touch 100 communities and give vaccines or blood pressure checks or you know just kind of health checks for uh, anywhere in Arkansas. And of course, we try to target people that may have the biggest need uh, to promote health. We always do educational classes on, you know, how to eat, how to be active, uh, just even educational about certain disease states like diabetes, uh, things like that, that are available. Because to us, the mission is about uh, healthcare and, and, and promoting health in our community. And that's really why we're here. And I did not know about some of those programs, especially the effort to touch 100 communities, um, which I love, um, and I'm going to store that in the back of my head um, for future reference, because I think that is a really cool story, um, and that you all understand the importance of um, not just providing those essential services that you provide, but the importance of being tied to your community um, in a much deeper way, um, and really sharing that mission uh, and really uplifting people um, to meet um, their needs. Um, so I wanna talk a little bit about health in general and how it intersects with community and economic development uh, because it is truly a critical piece um, within um, my field of work. So in your own words, how do you feel health intersects with the field of community and economic development? Why, why are those two pieces important? You know, I, I really, Personally, I believe that healthcare is one of the foundational aspects of a community, right next to safety with police and fire and you know education as a foundational. Uh, I think healthcare is just right there next to those type of, of services that a community needs. Any uh, community that is absent of adequate healthcare, I think everyone would agree, uh, is not as well off as ones that have a proliferation of different healthcare services. So uh, I think it intersects greatly, not just because with an economic economic impact, not just because of uh, people in their individual life and journey and what they want to do with their life, but uh, 
the jobs that come to a community because of healthcare services with physician, nurses, radiologists, you know, uh, radiology techs, uh, the, the amount of this of highly educated people that, uh, come to be part of a healthcare system, uh, draws a lot of development to an area and it's a boon, uh, for those people to be in the community. Uh, and of course, uh, the community surrounding the community that those places are uh, kind of home based in. So they do have a direct and, and we try to take an account for that. It's one of the reasons that we have clinics that are scattered throughout the state and we have hospitals throughout the state is that uh, there's an impact whenever we make decisions to expand on that community and where those needs are, not just to meet, like I said, the personal needs of an individual, but where can we best help community needs as well uh, from a development perspective. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you're kind of, we're building on this conversation, right? We kind of started at the base level and kind of got to the middle. And so um, to start to wrap up our conversation, I want to think about future focused initiatives. Um, what, what can we be doing now? What are opportunities we can be capitalizing on to create healthier environments and lives for our citizens? Um, especially like you said, not only in our metro areas, uh, but those surrounding rural communities? You know, and that is a great question. It's a difficult one to answer. And it's one that uh, as a nation, we're trying to figure out how to do that better. Uh, because at the end of the day, the difficult thing to do with healthcare and how to promote health is that it's really easy for a physician to say, you're sick and I'm gonna render a service and now I'll be paid for that service to compensate the resources and time that went into making you better. What we're trying to do as a society is figure out how do we compensate people for maintaining health, not fixing illness. And it's, it's a more difficult economic model to think through uh, when you think about how money fl flows, who's willing to pay someone to keep their blood pressure in control. Uh, we don't really have mechanisms for money to flow that way the way that money flows now is once your blood pressure is out of control and you have an event, then there's payment on how to kind of then correct your blood pressure. So what we can do as a community, honestly, and it's it, once again, it's a difficult conversation is help solve that issue and support what are the ways that we can motivate people to stay well? What are the things that we can provide? And a lot of this comes from the community, you know, building walking paths, and creating some type of benefit for people to engage with their health is the key. It's it's more difficult to find funding and sources to do that because it's easier to put. And right now, with the cost of healthcare and the expenses that go with that, it's mostly directed to fixing health issues, not promoting health. And so, it really is about the community rallying together to make a decision that we're going to fund and we're going to be a part of and we're going to create opportunities that support people and and to stay healthy and be healthy instead of just kind of dumping money into uh fixing ailments that could have may potentially have been avoided and i think you perfectly summarized my view of how cd and health interact and it's truly a partnership and um the goal is to create a proactive system, not a reactive system. Um, exactly. How do we how do we cre create those positive outcomes um, without just reacting to problems? 
making making sure those problems don't occur in the first place. And I think you did an excellent job of summarizing how community leaders that might be listening um, to this conversation, what their role can be as a part of that and partnering with our healthcare partners. Um, so thank you for that, Robert. Um, great answer. Um, and that was really the, the final question that I had uh, in all of those pieces of our conversation, like I said, building on one another um, and ending with that future-focused approach. Um, so thank you so much for being on the podcast and accommodating me with your busy schedule. Um, I've loved hearing your thoughts um, on this conversation um, and also look forward to hopefully having more conversations like this in the future <laughs> with you. Um, so thank you again for joining me. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. And just so our audience knows, uh, we will have a few more upcoming episodes on this season of the CDI podcast where we're going to feature CDI graduates, participants, community partners, and community and economic development experts from across Arkansas and the nation. We hope you join us next time on the CDI podcast.